Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 42nd episode of Slime Time, an official Dragon Quest Dragon's Den podcast. This is Liam Land. This is Blue Star. This is Barurian. And this is Pendy. We should have, we completely missed uh, the opportunity there to, to do some barbershop quartet. We got four voices. But anyway, uh, I don't know if I would be able to sing right now anyway. If my voice sounds like I was doing karaoke last night, it's because I was doing karaoke last night. Um, anyway, we've got a, an exciting yet bittersweet episode for you today. Uh, sadly, at the end of the month, we'll be saying sayonara to Quest of the Stars. Um, this is our special Father's Day episode where we say bye-bye to a beloved game in the franchise. And we have two guests we'd also like to feature on this episode, Meal and Liquid Metal Slime. This will be a bit of an untraditional guest experience, as our new party members are European and don't think speak English as their first language. But, uh, so because of this, they were unable to lend their voices for this episode. But that won't stop us from featuring their love of Dragon Quest and their friendship that we have come to appreciate through today's uh, game of discussion. Uh, voicing Liquid Metal Slime will be Pendy. And voicing Meal will be Blue Star. All right. So um, Meal and Liquid Metal Slime are new to the DQ Slime Pime podcast. Uh, so let's check in with them on how they both got into Dragon Quest and what their first game was. So I'll be doing the voice of uh, Liquid Metal Slime. I'll be doing the voice like this. But no, but not really. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's let's not do that. They'll never want to come back. Virtually. So from Liquid Metal Slime, he said, uh, I had some background with the old Die anime and Dragon Quest VIII, but I didn't actually become engaged with Dragon Quest until the 4 remake on DS. The Dragon Quest 4 through 5 combo blew my teenage mind. I knew by the end of Dragon Quest V that I would become a huge fan, and I did. All right, so how about Neil? So Neil says, because I'm European, I saw Dragon Quest IX advertisements on the TV back in 2010, releasing about a couple months prior to my birthday, and this is what I eventually got for it. Unfortunately, Europe did not get any Dragon Quest release besides nine, eight, and spin-offs, and I eventually got Rocket Slime 2. I still spend a lot of time on DQ9 as it is my favorite game. I ended up hacking my consoles to play imported versions of other games in the series. Nice. I wonder if the advertisement uh, meal references was uh, the Seth Green commercial. Did that play in Europe? Do you know, or did they have their own question? Oh, they had somebody. I wonder. I know the UK had somebody else. They had some other famous or somewhat famous star that did their commercials. So I I don't know if they got the one they got in the UK or somebody else. So if that is the case, then there may be another one floating around like on YouTube, a European version of the ad. That that would be an interesting thing to actually research. That'll be an interesting thing to look up. Yeah. But I mean, either way, it might be easier to just ask Neil if it was the second commercial. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't have to start Googling like that. She'll respond on the forums probably. Probably. Cool. But uh, so do you have, for, for Meal, do you have any favorite monsters in the series? Meal says, I would say the slime stacks, but I'm also torn between Sanguinis and Fire Spirits, which are, are very good choices those in my, good. in Blue Star's yeah. opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what, those are, yeah, I like those a lot. Uh, how about um, Liquid Metal Slime? Uh, a Liquid Metal Slime responds, I'll let you take a guess. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Fair, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Um, all right, so what are your favorite mini games within the Dragon Quest series? So Liquid Metal Slime responds, I would have to say Lucky Panel from Dragon Quest Seven. You don't actually get huge amounts of casino coins in this one. I loved it because it's relatively easy and you can get a good amount of great armor by the time by the yeah, by the time you first reach each panel location. Uh, and this is Pendy talking uh, in my own personal opinion, I would also agree. I wish they would bring that game back. I love that game in Dragon Quest Seven as well. I actually don't think I've ever come across this, 
but like so that's that's interesting to me i don't think i've ever seen lucky panel because i always go straight to the slot machines uh <laughs> oh it's like a, it's like a memory guessing game it's, it's yeah it's very simple but you get some good items mm. you get like the stuff too it's, it's the one it's in super mario 3 yeah similar ish yeah, kind of like that. Okay. So it's just matching cards. It's like, ooh, yep. here's a heart. Oh, got to match another heart. Hopefully it's here. All right, cool. And for this question, Meal says that she can't really think of any mini games that are her favorite, but I, Blue Star, am going to speak for her and say that the King Splash game in Dragon Quest of the Stars Casino is probably one of her favorites, uh, just because that was how she unlocked Gadabout, which was her favorite vocation. She spent a week legitimately grinding on this machine to get a million casino tokens to unlock the vocation. And she is the only person I know of who has who did it without uh, any sort of auto-clicker or letting it run overnight types of things. She <laughs> was able to game the system and figure out, hey, if I do this, I'm more likely to get a jackpot and there's actually a guide that she wrote up on the den. So it's oh, really wow. fascinating. And she put in a lot of work towards it. And that's amazing. That's not easy to do at all. Cause I played the casino a lot myself and I was, I wasn't even close. I got to buy some items and a few bits of other gear that they had, but yeah, that's how she did. That was uh, yeah. amazing. I don't think I, I don't think I peaked 200,000 coins in the casino in the time, in my time there, but man, to make it to a million, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. And she did yeah. it within the span of like a week and a week and a half. Jesus. <laughs> All right, moving on to the uh, Quest of the Stars discussion. Um, Blue Star, right. what were your favorite memories of the game? So my favorite memories of the game, actually, it would probably be the very first time that I was doing random multiplayer missions and I found Woodis. Uh, Woodis. I my brother actually didn't believe me. Uh, that I had actually found him, and I, I showed him the, a picture from the Den Facebook that, hey, uh -huh. this, this this is actually him. And I was so incredibly starstruck. Uh, it's a little <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but that was actually the day that I went on and actually made my forum account. Um, I didn't actually go through and read anything or post anything until probably three or so months later uh that was in late july um but that was when i saw the link to barurian's discord and the rest is history um so honestly the multiplayer in this game has brought me so many great friendships and great opportunities to learn and talk about the series and i literally would not be here without this game cool um how about uh how about uh meals uh favorite memories all right so meals favorite memories were the overall excitement when a banner was announced and everyone got a bit of everything she remembers this happening in december when they announced the first 11 pole lucky chest banners for rubis zenith and golden dragon she vividly remembers farming a ton of gems to specifically get rubis fan which i eventually got while everyone cheered cheered her up for trying um there's also a part of the game where she could play a lot, play with a lot of people throughout her empty days. It made her feel better, and she liked the Final Fantasy crossover, and it was a lot of fun playing with friends at that event. She enjoyed making the best of what she had at the time, because while she was not the person with the best equipment, it was fun figuring out ways to make battles work with what she got, compared to many players that used to have amazing things but still failed at the game. I can definitely attest to that, that Miel was a trooper with the gear that she had, and she was always so fun to play with. Uh, with her uh, sort of off-the-wall strategies, trying to get things together. Uh, how about Liquid Metal Slime? So LMS says, uh, picking one was hard because I really, really enjoyed my time with the game. However, I'm going to pick this one. 
when we first be fiend Estark with Angel Erdrick and Blue Star. That felt so good. Doing fiend, yeah, doing fiend difficulty fights with the gang was so much fun. I loved every single one we did, even the ones we didn't win. Reading recommended strategies, the resistances, skill types we needed to bring, and gearing up with the best we had, then preparing the items and food to bring, and then the thrill of a tough fight while texting through Discord. Magic ex experience, in my opinion, a huge shame uh, the majority majority of the DQ OTS players never got to experience this. Oh, yeah, and getting that sweet, sweet Zenithian Sword Awakening. Nice. Uh, Pendy, how about you? So for me, uh, I love discovering the Dragon's Den multiplayer community with the Discord. Uh, it was also right around the time I upgraded my phone. Uh, previously, I was using an older phone that would crash the game constantly mid-battle, so I didn't try and do a lot of live, coordinated multiplayer battles. Uh, with this upgraded phone, I was able to avoid that and get in on the fun with everyone else. It was kind of great timing. So it was so much fun doing those, like, for example, those Chocolate Tank, Valentine's event runs, and others like it. With the Discord game, oh, uh, those were those were fun. Those were fun, Pendy. Do you remember when Neil would uh, use reverberating light on both of us, and we'd just absolutely melt the tank with uh, fireballs and cross slash? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She would. That was so helpful. Yeah, and then we'd kind of <laughs> double, double our best skills and just yeah, destroy it. it great. That sounds delicious. Shoot all the fireballs. <laughs> Melting chocolate tank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Burrian, how about you? So for me, I would probably have to say, uh, really, the Discord itself. Because I originally created the Discord off of uh, making multiplayer matches with uh, people from the forums themselves. But, you know, not having to sit on a forum and refresh waiting for a reply. We had uh, we had a smaller Discord going at the time to where it was me and Glaceon um, and two other people from the Discord. I think Oust was one of them, and then there was a fourth, can't remember his name at the moment. But the owner of the Discord deleted it, so I made a new Discord. Oh. We all we all joined, and it was about this time last this month last year, and um, kind of got a you know small community going. Basically, everybody here that plays uh, Liquid Metal Angel. Uh, you know, probably about a dozen other people that uh, I wish I could name, but I'm bad with remembering names. But it, for me, it was bringing uh, a lot of a community together to enjoy the game for multiplayer matches. But for me personally, I, one of my favorite moments had to have been when they did the Final Fantasy crossover because the Warrior Flight is one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters and the chance to get his armor was like huge excitement for me. I never got all of it. I think I got the shield and I got the top, but that was about it. I didn't get the helmet or the bottoms, but it was enough. Uh, the, sh the shield was, was, was pretty great too. It was a pretty great piece of equipment. Nice. But um, yeah, creation of the Discord is probably my number one uh, thing about the game. <laughs> Cool. Um, mine, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get into multiplayer battles with with the den um, as much as I did with like the random folks on the uh, that you'd find in the in the multiplayer community. Um, but I think my favorite memory of the game was definitely getting the falcon blade because I fought really hard for that. <laughs> you did from day I, you, one. Yeah, for about like six straight months and then I got it and I was like, all right, well, I'm done. <laughs> and I, I kind of put it down for a while. <laughs> yeah, I remember on the original episode that we did for Dragon Quest of the Stars when it was brand new and even, you know, back then, February of 2020, you were like, 
how do I get this blade? I have to get this. I want this. Yeah, it was. And I remember, I remember seeing you on all the Facebook groups going, "Hey, how do you get the sword? How do I get this?" Like, <laughs> you were, you were yeah. Really gunning for that sword. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was my ultimate um, homage to Dragon Quest Nine is getting the Falcon blade, <laughs> and then I got it and I was like, "Uh, it's okay. All right." <laughs> It's great. It's, it's it's great when you first join the game because just because of the dual hit it does. Mm. But um. Yeah, but after a while, over things get over overtaken that. very easily. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I had that god, the god hand sword or something like that. That uh. Oh, the, um, the, the battle god sword. Battle god sword. Yeah, that was it. Um, and that that became my strongest sword, and then I amped that up. Um, I like I souped that up, um, and then I couldn't. Uh, I mean, anything else? Like I just when I got the Falcon Blade, I just handed it to like Sand or one of my support characters, and just I was like, all right. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was more about the pursuit of the Falcon Blade than actually getting it. <laughs> the real treasure was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> but I didn't because I didn't find you guys. I didn't find that discord until after I was done playing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, so what were your favorite events? Uh, Burian, let's start with you. Um, favorite events. I think, you know, I already mentioned it. Uh, my, my top one was the warrior of light crossover event to, get his armor and everything. Mm -hmm. I also really enjoyed the Dragon Quest three event. That was for me, that was the big one coming in because I knew they were going to start rolling through doing, you know, all of the different games and all of their events. But for me, Dragon Quest three was great. And it was even better when they brought it back around a second time and, and then a third time and then COVID hit and a fourth time. <laughs> so all right, Liquid Metal Slime. Let's go with So from L LMS, he says, I really liked the Dragon Quest VI event because it used our characters' 3D models for the first time in an event. I like the Final Fantasy event, too, be first because of the grid. Context, it's kind of similar to skill panels in Dragon Quest XI, but you've got items, sigils, uh, accessories instead of skills. And secondly, because it was the event that was available when I first joined the server. Aww. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I like I like the whole grid system for th that event, and you would you would earn uh, you know event currency to unlock specific grids, and so you could kind of you know make your own path of the order of progression on what you wanted to earn item wise. So you, it wasn't just a you know hey hit fifty currency you get this, hit hundred you get that, hit one hundred and fifty like that. You could just kind of weave your own path on it. Yeah, I liked how that they did that a couple of times. And it was fun to kind of figure out, like, well, they're all—it's all hidden for the most part. Some you could see, but it was mm -hmm. like it was fun to discover, like, oh, I found this, or oh, I found that, or if I go this way, I think I'll get this kind of skills, or this way I'll get the, these kind of accessories. It was, it was fun. Yeah, and they also had the mechanic where there were some locked panels that you needed to uh, basically unlock four panels surrounding it before you were able to select that panel. So it was—it was, it like was cool 11. to, yeah, just like an eleven. Uh, so those those were usually the more more better <laughs> the better items that were more valuable yes cool so how about meal so meal says while i joined fairly late in the game's life my favorite events are more skewed towards the later events one of them was the chinese year new year there weren't specific battles and quests related to it but i enjoyed the excitement of every day having a chance to get gems and the chong sam attire is my favorite still I really liked the Valentine's event because it was an event where you obtained gifts that you would share to your friends list. You could also see who gave you gifts each day and turn those gifts into materials, keys, or items. I also really liked the Valentine's Day event, uh, speaking as Blue Star, just 
the ability to actually give things to your friends was so exciting. Um, yeah, that was especially, a lot of fun. Especially because, you know, my favorite part of the game was having friends and playing with friends. Um, the Chinese New Year gem gacha was also interesting because it was every day you'd get a ticket and you'd have the ability to earn anywhere from 100 to, I think, 5,000 gems. Uh so a lot of people got really lucky and got a lot of good things out of it. I was not one of them, but it was definitely exciting. <laughs> yeah, neither was I. But I got so much slime chocolate out of the Valentine's event. And if for reference, like you use slime chocolate to get more experience, especially if you did like the metal uh, metal enemy events to grind levels. So I got so much out of that. It was great. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And the liquid metal slime chocolate gave you yeah, more. Oh, yeah. It, it was like I maxed 50% out, I maxed out that event and got all of it. Great. Nice. Um, I'm not, my favorite event was, uh, I think, the Dragon Quest V event, where you choose a wife, just like in a game, and um, and then uh, they give you they give you things, or they they give you some sort of upgrade or something before each round, and and when you start a round in battle, um, uh, I forget exactly what they they give you something, some kind of boost um, in the beginning. I I picked Nira. Um, they also hang out in your multiplayer tavern while you're waiting for folks to join, um, which is atypical for the regular multiplayer screen where you just see the, the characters joining at the tavern background. Now you'll see either uh, Bianca or Nero walking around in the background, which I thought was really cool. Or Deborah, if you're into that. Um... <laughs> I forgot. No, no. The, so, so the other interesting thing, when they re-ran the Dragon Quest V event, they actually added the option where you could dress up the girl that you pick in uh gear that you have oh wow i totally so missed you that. could then yeah so you I could then that. change her outfit to be whatever you want which uh could get a little creepy but for the <laughs> most part it was good a lot of divine bustiers were worn that yeah event. nice do uh did, did you give them weapons Bustier was never released that, that was world. a joke okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> no you could not give them weapons <laughs> All right, I was going to say, like, Nira equipped the Falcon Blade. <laughs> In your dreams, maybe. <laughs> um, Bustar, how about you? So my favorite events were the teachings events. Uh, and essentially what that was is you would, uh, each different vocation had its own dungeon that would drop its own teaching books that would give you, you know, extra sp skills or abilities. Um and the nice thing is that each specific vocation dungeon would give a five times experience boost to that specific vocation. So it was amazing for grinding experience and leveling up. And that was honestly, I think, the time that the server was the most active and we were farming the most. Um, so it was that was the time that we were able to spend the most as a group and uh the first one wasn't too long after i joined for the first time so it was all it was all really exciting and it was just just fun to keep going through missions and slowly getting uh higher leveled that you could actually see the progress nice uh pendy how about you so i also really liked getting the final fantasy crossover event i think it was a crossover with the mobile final fantasy game called final fantasy dimensions uh it was fun it was a lot of fun to get the Final Fantasy VII Buster Sword, the the big ass sword that Cloud gets. Uh, yeah. My character looks so goofy swinging it around. I like I like having it because <laughs> in the game too, if you remember, like you could um, you could equip something else, but then keep the image of something else. So I could be equipped with the Zenith Zenith yeah 
with the ergic sword, something I could pronounce better. Ergic <laughs> 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 sword, but then you could have your character still have the animation for the Buster Sword. So I liked how you could do that in the game. So I, I often had the Buster Sword since it was so big and goofy looking. Uh, there's a lot of good gear that came out of that event. Um, I also love the Dragon Quest Four events because that's one of my favorite Dragon Quest games just in general. So battling Dragon Quest IV bosses, interacting with the characters from that game, and getting DQ4 gear was really cool. Uh, the side events that involved all the various Dragon games were a lot of fun. They got inventive with it sometimes. Uh, as Liam, as you pointed out, for example, Dragon Quest V, you got to pick a wife to adventure with. Uh, I went with Deborah <laughs> the first time around. Uh, or in, in Dragon Quest Seven you would win puzzle shards that would unlock other missions, similar to unlocking other parts of the world, like in the original game. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so the Final Fantasy crossover was actually with a game called uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy Opera Omnia. Oh, okay. Which, which really rolls off the tongue. At, yeah, I don't know yeah. anything about it other than that. But it was it's cool. Dissidia. It's a Dissidia mobile game, so... Because at, is... at the same time as... Uh, we had the crossover event in Stars. They also had a crossover event on That's their right. side. I think ours was much more in depth, which was cool. But yeah, yeah I think they just got, yeah, I think they just got stickers on their side. From what I remember hearing about it, they got like Dragon Quest stickers or something. That's that shows how much I I know about it. I I, I didn't even have the right name of the game. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Final <laughs> Fantasy Dimensions, that, that that is that is a mobile Final Fantasy game that's never been released elsewhere, but it came out like. 11 years ago so oh, that would be okay. that would be funny if they did a crossover on it a decade after the fact <laughs> i do remember the fragments in the in the dragon quest 7 event uh when they were first introduced i was like oh man this is really neat and then like five minutes later i was like okay this is kind of a pain <laughs> having to, to replay dragon... levels in order to... <laughs> Welcome to shard hunting in Dragon Quest Seven. Yeah, yeah, that's what the game feel, is like. It was, it was authentic. It was. I feel, I feel like I should like Dragon Quest Seven more than I do, <laughs> but we'll leave that there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did notice that some other people were annoyed by that. That it wasn't like the straight up missions that they had before. It's like, wow, I gotta keep going back and forth and get these shards and blah. But I, I liked it. It was, a, it was different. It was kind of a different way to go through those levels and I, I liked how it was kind of a original way of, of going through everything instead of just going through straight up missions. That's... Don't get me wrong it was incredibly true to the game I was just a little bit annoyed <laughs> <laughs> You who liked XP farming was annoyed by shard hunting? Yeah <laughs> Is that weird? So the uh, the next topic that we'll go to is uh, things that we will miss from the game Hey Pendy let's start with you Okay Pendy <laughs> so uh, for me i'll miss the community and my characters uh, i had three characters max revocated uh revocated them three times as a, a battle master sage and superstar uh, my main character was named pendy of course and then the other two were named after my wife and my cat chester uh, i was i was actually to the point that i almost had three other classes max revocated uh the pirate paladin and armamentalist classes i was only about i don't know 20 to 30 levels away from achieving that uh, so most wait, of wait, all uh, oh, go, ahead, go ahead if i can just inter interject uh w was your wife the sage or the superstar or was your cat the sage or the superstar oh my cat was a superstar and my wife was a sage <laughs> <laughs> just checking just checking uh most of all though i'm, I'm gonna miss uh, all the events we could have gotten uh, i was really interested in playing the dragon quest 8 and dragon quest 11 events that would have eventually uh, come here 
but sadly that will never be. Um, I'll also miss Cuthbert. <laughs> he was this side character that would show up for uh, side missions in the story mode. And he'd tell everyone to seize your dreams every time you'd, you'd meet him. And he'd send you on these mostly wild goose chases for extravagant treasure that he had a hot tip about. Uh, I don't know why, but he cracked me up every time. His unique character design with the poofy hair and the cape was great, too. Oh, that uh, near guy. The end, oh, I yeah. love that guy. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> near the end of it, he, got, he also got married, and the interactions between those two were hilarious. He was terrified of his wife, so those, those were funny. Uh, but in the end, of course, I'll miss this Discord community the most. Not that I'm going away from the Discord, but just the fact of us being able to you know, play together uh, using the Discord. It seems like I just got started there, but then the game was sadly shut down not too long afterwards. Uh, but I did meet a lot of great people through my interactions there, and I still go there every day. Uh, so with that, let's go with uh, Liquid Metal Slime. And he says, the community. Uh, those evenings doing MP with the gangs were so much fun. I know some of us will be will still be playing the Japanese version of the game in the foreseeable future, but most won't, and I'll miss those folks. I will still be in touch with some of the friends I made through the game, but yeah, not being able to play this game with them anymore will be missed. Uh, Meal, let's go with Meal next. All right, Meal says, I already missed the interactivity I once used to have to play this game with many people. I will greatly miss my accomplishments and all the quests I did with others on the multiplayer function, like my character, my setups, and my badges. It was probably, I was probably the only one to put a lot of work towards the Gadabout vocation and got the badges for it, which are extremely rare. 100, <laughs> 1,000, 10,000 quests done with Gadabout and get three Gadabouts to level 99, which, uh, sidebar from Blue Star, again, about getting to level 99 requires 7.77 million experience. Wow. <laughs> Even getting the gad about is is a um, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. So she yeah, revocated it three times. You can uh, gad about is a is a uh, basic vocation, so it actually okay. can't revocate. Oh, okay. Yep. Um. So something else. Meal says something else is the localization, and while it was decent as be at best, it gave us a glimpse at all the weapons, equipment, and items that were never translated beyond English. This game had almost all the equipment from all of the series games, and if it had continued service, uh, we we would have been able to see that. I really enjoy the lore and word world building behind games, and Dragon Quest of the Stars proposed a unified world for the series, and I was excited to see how they would develop it. Uh, for example, Dragon Quest VI characters mentioning that they come from another planet, or Rubus implying that she is the creator of a world, but not all of them. Yeah, going back to the uh, Gadabout, uh, I don't know if you remember, but she had multiple accounts, so she had multiple accounts with Gadabouts. So that's how she had, like, three of them. Oh, wow. Actually, actually no, I don't think her second account had Gadabout. It, this was only oh, her really? first account. And the bad, yeah. I think she was working on it at the time, but uh, it wasn't It wasn't her top priority. Um, Her second account was that. more for extra pulls and uh, filling a spot in multiplayer when uh, we didn't have enough people around. Oh, so she did that got the get about up to 99 oh i got it i got it I'm yes tracking. she got all three of her characters up to up to 99 gotcha. did uh did they make get about easier to get after a while i, I understand that it, you had to get no. a ton of casino <laughs> no. coins uh, only, so the, uh, I was going to say the only easier way to get it was to subscribe to a Stars Pass because then it would discount the Gadabout coins needed down to about 750,000. But that's still a lot. That's still a lot, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. You'd think it would be a stronger class, too, than. It's totally a meme class, uh, but <laughs> Meal loved it. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the biggest class, advantage. The class was itself has a ton of luck, so it, it just. 
So luck as a stat in the game, uh, visibly it only affects drops at the end of multiplayer. There's like mm. some lucky chests that you can get depending on the luck uh, values of each of the uh, each of the party members. But something something weird was going on with Gadabout when which whenever you had one in your party, just the monsters in general would drop way more stuff. And it never said that this was because of the Gadabout or because of a luck stat. Mm-hmm. That I mean that, that makes we sense. Kinda, we kinda we kinda we kinda feel like that was the case. So Yeah, that yeah, seems like, like it would be the case. It was kinda like having the merchant class in Dragon Quest Three like that. You just naturally got a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was invaluable when you're trying to farm multiplayer is great. Cool. Yeah, I mean, my, uh, I mean, the the multiplayer and friend party member was pretty fun in this because I enjoyed the co-op style where other players and friend party members having higher levels is an advantage to you as opposed to you like in, in uh, it was like the more player versus player in um, uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Super Light where you're just getting trounced by in battles by oh, by whales and just people with like massively high levels. I don't miss um, that. I remember that too. And I think the in Dragon Quest Tax, the other mobile game that's out in English right now, the mm-hmm. arena that they built for that, where you, you fight other people's teams, but it's uh, AI and, and not actually them. And the way, the way they set it up is a lot better than how it was in that other game. Because, yeah, I remember that too, just getting trounced. It, it's, it's much easier in, in a, the way they do it intact, which is great. Yeah. Um, Blue Star, how about you? Oh, where do I even start with this? I haven't written anything on our uh, script because I just, I just can't find the words. Um, obviously, the multiplayer is going to be one of them. And, yeah, there are a lot of people that are moving to the Japanese server. But it's, it's just not going to be the same, man. Um, I'm also really going to miss the specific items that I had in my, uh, English version account. Um, like my Sage weapon was a, was a great Sage's staff with dual Kefrizzle. So whenever I talk about raining fireballs down and melting chocolate tanks, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I had a lot of fire skills on my (laughs) account. The other thing that I'm going to miss is my, uh... I, I recently, you know, since the game uh, shutdown was announced, I recently got a Golden Dragon Spear, which has a special ability that's like a power-up that lasts for a couple of turns and it unlocks another skill. But when I when I activate it, it actually looks like I'm going Super Saiyan, and it makes my hair turn white, which is really freaking sick. Uh, that's awesome. And it's just, it's just so cool. And yeah, maybe I'll get it one day in the Japanese server, but like there's, there's no way to sort of affect oh, that. Yeah. So pe- people are uh, who played in in the English version are now switching over to the Japanese version and starting over. Correct. Oh wow. Yeah, that's that's a testament to how much people love and will miss this game if they're willing to do that. In blue, I remember you had multi heal too. That was always very helpful. Our yes. Fans. I had double double multi heal. So what about you, Barry? Um. Well, I mean, pl- playing with friends. Most definitely, like, you know, like I said earlier, I, I, I started the Discord up so I, we could play with other people. And it was great for a while. I loved having dozens of people come in. Everybody was excited to hop into multiplayer games because you, we could roll into the channel and just be like, hey, I'm doing multiplayer. And you'd have eight people go, hey, what's the password? And you would just get going. And I remember playing multiplayer for hours we'd run through our stamina as the host then we'd switch off to somebody else since the um only person that had stamina used was the host of the multiplayer mission so you would just rotate hosts to keep it going and we would do 
dozens and dozens of missions at a time in multiplayer. I'm going to miss that a lot. It won't be the same going back to Japanese. I've thought about it. I actually played Japanese Dragon Quest of the Stars for about eight months to a year when it was still Japanese only. And uh, I, once they announced it coming to English, I dropped my Japanese account, which I could probably download and pick back up. I probably had some pretty sweet gear on it. But um, yeah, it just won't be the same. It won't be the same. Definitely. And just with the with the multiplayer and, you know, like you said, with Dragon Quest Monsters Superlight, where you're just getting trounced in PvP, there's, like, multiplayer co-op just... There, there needs to be more of that in Dragon Quest. It's tricky with... Because, uh, like, it exists in Dragon Quest Builders 2 or Dragon Quest Heroes 2, but it's a little bit clunkier and, you know, we were hoping for some sort of revival of it with a Dragon Quest Nine remake, but then that ended up not getting announced. So mm-hmm. it's it's sad that it's that this uh, type of multiplayer is going away. Yeah, that's well, you know, while we are reminiscing on what we will miss about it, what are some things that we won't miss about this game? And let's start with uh, Liquid Metal Slime. So this is uh, LMS. He says. <laughs> Serial and the half-assed translations in both Spanish and English. For some reason, in the Spanish translation, they call the metal slime ice cream metal slime earrings. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of That's the translation crazy. was very. I don't know the right word. To, it was very interesting on some of the stuff they chose. Like, what was one of them? Birdsong nectar is what it was in Dragon Quest of the Stars. Or no, it wasn't. It was supposed to be birdsong nectar, but they called it chirping honey or something like that. Oh, so, yeah. sometimes every once in a while they forget to translate something. There was a couple of boss fights where the boss would say something and it, it just spit it out in Japanese. And there's no oh, wow. You know, <laughs> Okay, this is how we're rolling. Got it. <laughs> yeah, there were there were several items. There were several common items I remember seeing in in while playing. Of is that a new tra- is this like thinking is this a new translation for this item? Because you know at that point this was yeah. the newest game that had been that had come out. The uh the one that sticks out the most is the Dragon Quest VI Legendary Shield. Um in the mobile port and in the DS game, it is translated as the Shield of Valora. But in Dragon Quest of the Stars, it was called Sufida's Shield. Yeah, and this is this is uh, this is run by a company out of Singapore. So I don't know how much prior experience they had before doing this. You, you would have thought they would have been given a translation bible on stuff like this, but yeah. but um, how about how about you, Blue Star? What are some things that you won't miss about the game? Uh, you know, it Star might hunting? be. Bec- <laughs> yeah, shard hunting. Uh, but they, they're not going to replay those. Um, so things that I'm going to miss. See, with, with the shut... Things that you with, won't miss. With I won't miss. With that I won't miss. With the shutdown imminent, I have got big-time rose-colored glasses on. Um, so, yeah. Um, I definitely... I don't know, man. I'm just going to miss the game. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll cut the pause and out. all. You're, you're going to we'll miss pumping money out. into it. <laughs> <laughs> what about okay so how about meal what what is meal 
not going to miss about the game. All right. Neil says, the character of Cyril and the cat and mouse storytelling, which Dragon Quest really doesn't deserve. The Lucky Chest banner rates used to be horrible, but they fixed it around New Year just to throw all these efforts away with the game yeah. shut down. I will not miss the horrible planning this game has had as September and October had literally no events running. Yeah, if there was one thing I did would, would have to agree with Neil on, it's it's that, because it just kind of felt like you were constantly on just, you were on the like the tail feathers of the sto story progress of, you'd get there, oh, they were just here, but now they're there, and you'd go there, oh, they were just here, but now they're there, or, and then, you know, you would get spit out into fetch quests to continue yeah. on the main story. That, that I... was definitely one thing that I can agree with that I will not miss about main story progress i will say that that is uh slightly better in the japanese version because i can't read the story anyway so i normally <laughs> just skip all of it and i'm just like okay i'm going here now i don't know why but let's do it and as far as planning goes they kind of uh i mean yeah there was some some misdirection where they could have done some things better but they also got that wrench thrown at them uh covid which yeah. shut them down for a couple months so they had to repeat a lot of events that they weren't planning to do so in the beginning because yeah just, and so leading into what i won't miss about it is precisely that pendy is uh i loved it when they did the dragon quest one two and three events and i was excited when they were going to get to the four event but i think they i think they rolled everything too fast because the, the like the dragon quest one event was only like a week or two long and then they go dragon quest two yep. is coming soon and then they did the same thing there. It was like two weeks. And then Dragon Quest Three is here. And then I guess they hit this wall of maybe they weren't allowed to release further events yet. I don't, you know, we don't know what was going on on the back end with planning. But then they go, hey, the Dragon Quest One event is coming back. And I was like, oh, okay, well, they didn't give us that long with it. This will be a great reprise. And then they did it for the second game. And then they did it for the third game. And then I think they did it like a third time. Of yeah, and that, and that third rolling. Yeah. Yeah, that third time was just, uh, well, somewhere along the lines, COVID, they literally shut down for a couple months, and a lot of the repeating came from that. Yeah, because at, at, up to that point, I had spent all of my free time basically playing this game to get all of the gear and get all of the gear <laughs> maxed out. I'm like, I don't want to miss this because it's never going to come back, and then it came back <laughs> two more times. Yeah. So, and then and then further down the line, I'm not going to miss Spider Shields because... <laughs> I swear to God, that is all I ever pulled on any kind of pull I would do. I could I could do a 10 pull, and I would get four spider shields in a pull. Like, I had the worst luck with that. Free pulls. I, 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 one day I wrote it down. 16 days in a row, I got spider shields. Oh, no. It made up for it, made up for it though, because on the 17th time, I got the Zenithian shield. So, on my free hey, pull. There you go. Spider shield, level up. Yeah, seriously. But... <laughs> I won't miss the really bad pull rates for stuff because I would I would spend thousands and thousands and thousands of gems. I remember a couple of times I didn't I got the guaranteed five and then one guaranteed four star and then everything else would be three stars and I'd be like, what am I doing them? I'm just putting myself through pain. But um, I, I feel like this also kind of bleeds into what Pindy thinks about it. Oh yeah, that leads right into what I don't miss, which is the gotcha rates. <laughs> so for this game, I didn't mind putting down some money into this game, and, and it wasn't so bad most of the time. But man, sometimes those gotcha rates were absolutely horrible. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't think it was really that great until they did the year anniversary banners, which were really good. But of course... Right after that, they announced that the game was shutting down, so that that, uh, that didn't work out so well. 
So I basically got all this amazing Rubis gear, for example, for basically nothing. <laughs> uh, another thing about this is uh, dealing with the bots in multiplayer. That could be annoying, too. I, I banned so many of them during my time of the game. Oh, usually, what I, usually what I would do is I would do like a, a lower level event, and they would come into the room, I'd play with them, and then I'd ban them. Because you, that's the only way yep. you could ban them, is if you actually oh, played them. So I got rid of a lot of them. Back when Glaceon was still playing, Glaceon called that kidnapping room. Yeah. I never banned them, but what I would do is you would, I, some early on, it wasn't easy to tell who the bots were, but as time went on, it got easier and easier to tell. So whenever we would queue in and we'd be waiting on our fourth, so say it would be me, Pindy, and Blue, and then a fourth person would just pop in, high-end gear and everything. They don't say anything. They don't set their food. And we're all like, oh. hey, set your food, set your food. And they don't do anything. I would just count to 10. And by 10 seconds, if they hadn't put anything, I would just kick them from the room. Goodbye. Wow. I usually all right. let them last, last that long. Whoops. So, so, so those were nice. bots? Half the time, those were bots? Half yeah. Time, yeah. yeah. There was oh, a, there that's were a amazing. Lot of bots. Game. I yeah, I thought it was just like noobs. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's level that's... 399 noobs. Yeah, three, right. 3x revocated Battlemaster wearing Rubus armor, and they come in and they don't say anything and they don't respond to anything. Chances yeah. are Oh, it's funny. It's also but funny because actually... it's mismatched high-end gear. So it'll be like Ragnar's mustache on a girl with a Rubus robe top and Erdrick armor bottoms. Yeah. It would just be like whatever was optimized. I think there was like oh, hey, sometimes, fun. I, sometimes I just do that for fun. <laughs> yeah, right. So wait, who was writing bots for this game? Was that uh, were they official I, bots or were they like? No, no it was oh, it no. was people who were. I I believe it was mostly uh, the the language that all of these bots were in were set to was Chinese. Yeah. So the, read into that what you will. Um, but I think the goal was to build up these accounts and like level them up, get good gear, and then sell them. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, like, that's, okay. that's what other. That's what that's I believe pretty common in other gacha games. But mm. obviously, then this one didn't last that long. So. Huh. Yeah, and I only I didn't I only saw videos of this. I didn't actually experience it myself. But there were some people that would hack the game, and you would like join their party, and they would just oh. like one hit kill. All the bosses and that would yeah be they did do that i remember um back when back before i was strong enough to beat the legendary bosses without dying i did get sucked into a group that had a hacker in it and like we beat the boss in one in one hit and you know we, no one died so i got the gems from the challenge but i felt so dirty about it i'm like <laughs> i was kidnapped and forced to commit a crime <laughs> you were in fact kidnapped um so how, how about how about you liam what uh well yeah definitely e echoing what both you were saying that the gotcha rates are definitely one way i won't miss about any of the gotcha games <laughs> uh, and then yeah besides cyril the squirrel i won't I, I definitely won't miss Cyril the Squirrel. <laughs> I don't think anybody will, to be honest. Yeah, uh, like, my new, I guess my... Gregory uh, was great, but Cyril was not. Yes. No, yes. What, what you were saying about uh, about the bots then, because, yeah, it was frustrating to be host. I used to host a lot of multiplayer battles to get uh, random folks to... to uh, to join up and take advantage of uh, of their higher levels, um, but yeah, there would always be that one character who was taking too long um, and not putting the the right food combo. So, 
yeah, they should have uh, they should have written their bots better to uh, <laughs> to not, not piss off the host or the other people because then you'd have uh, some really good players that kind of come in. You're like, oh, this is going to be great, and then uh, you know they start shouting at the at the at the the bot, um, and and then they drop, and, that, and now you're just just you and the bot. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, the power so, of kicking was very important. If I yes. had known they were bots and not like I, I was literally fooled into. I was catfished. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I uh, if I'd known, you know, I, I was thinking like, oh well, you know, maybe they're just you know, new players or they're they're not paying attention or whatever, and uh, you know, everyone should have the right chance, the chance to play. I would have been booting left and right. <laughs> like, what's the standard? What's the standard? Ten seconds? If they're not, they don't have their food ready in ten seconds, yep. you boot them. <laughs> so yeah, basically, basically that. Um, All right. So what will everybody do next after the game shuts down? Pendy, how about you? So I know some players are moving on to the Japanese version of the game, but personally, I don't have any interest in doing that myself. Uh, I'm just gonna stick. Stick it out with a Dragon Quest Tac, the other DQ mobile game we have out in English right now. Um, I'm hoping it lasts longer than DQ OTS did. I also learned that uh, I've enjoyed recruiting monsters for my party much more than collecting gear. So it's, it's worked out. All right. So for me, I uh, recently, probably almost almost a month ago now, uh, I started playing the Japanese version of Dragon Quest of the Stars, and it's a lot of fun. Um, even though I don't understand most of every most anything <laughs> in the game, uh, I do know most of you know the locations for things in the menu, so I can navigate it well enough. Uh, there are some skills that I'm like I have no idea if this is good or not because I can't read it. Uh, so in the in the future, I'm you know I might actually put in some of the effort to learn how to read some of it. Uh, which this is closer than I have ever been to actually wanting to learn Japanese. Uh, but it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, just the the idea that, you know, my characters can live on is comforting. All right. How about Meal? All right. Meal says, I am working towards giving some translation bits of the Japanese game and casually playing that version. While I arguably was the most active player around the den, the fact that the game is not targeted towards the Western audience pushes me away from getting myself dedicated to it, especially knowing that the community no longer exists to feel at home. We don't know how long Dragon Quest games last on mobile, but I do expect this game in particular to get shut off completely. Plus, my life got really busy compared to when I started out playing the game. So, we're we're happy that Meal's playing Jap the Japanese version with us for now, but... We'll see how long that lasts. How about you, Burian? So I have kind of flirted with the idea of going back to the Japanese version of the game again. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm still really on the fence about it. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm still kind of doing tact right now, but I've been very loose about actually playing tact. Like I was really big into it for the first couple of months. It was, it was, it was uh, open, but my I've kind of waned on it as I do with all mobile games after a while. But um, the question is, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. I'll probably focus that energy back into uh, some stuff for the Discord since, you know, we'll have basically the major channel for the Discord has shrunk a significant base since half the people have quit playing and then the other half have moved over to Japanese. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of see where the future takes me. Hopefully still at the Discord. I actually didn't know you'd played the Japanese version beforehand. No, I, di I, I didn't. I didn't advertise it, and plus it was like 2018 that I was doing it. 
It was fun, but I didn't know what I was doing. I'll have to download <laughs> my uh, account to see what all I have, if I have anything good. All right, and how about Liam? Um, I, I probably am not going to pick up another gacha game. I'll, I'll, I'll try <laughs> I'll try Die, um, but... That's coming out soon. Oh, that's yeah. right. Die is coming out. Maybe Die is basically, from everything I've seen, it's going to be kind of in the same vein of gameplay as the Stars was, just... You know, die instead of Dragon Quest in general. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, die seems to have more of an action RPG feel to it. But yeah, basically, kind of collecting gear and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I'm, that, I'm sorry. That's what I meant more. The gear collecting compared to tacts, recruiting monsters and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The perspective looks like a little different too. It looks like you're kind of third part, third third person view. You're like walking. You're, you're, the camera's behind them and they're walking forward almost like a Dragon Quest Swords style um, but yeah I mean uh, other than that uh, I, I, right now I'm in I'm in the post game for Caravan Heart um, and I'm just collecting orbs and trying to find the Seer class so that I can make that a little bit easier because <laughs> um, right now I'm just kind of I got the I got the uh, high sage um so and i comboed that with the sage so i can get the return spell and i can hop around through different uh towns now but it's still kind of a it's kind of a slog to kind of find characters in the game um so yeah that's you can hear more information on caravan heart or from our uh, caravan heart episode <laughs> that released uh i think it was episode 40 for shameless plug so, yes exactly um oh and uh i i got my my wife to finally agree to a switch but with one caveat it has to be the upcoming switch pro whenever that actually releases so hopefully it actually releases before the dragon quest 10 events sunset <laughs> That game isn't going anywhere for a while. Don't you worry. All right. And finally, Liquid Metal Slime. What did he have to say? So LMS says, I will be playing the Japanese version for a while. It's a very different experience, but in the end, it's the same game. And right now, it's the only DQ game in which I can collect cosmetic gear. Uh, since playing Dragon Quest X, is not easy for us Europeans. Oh, and to, to point out for Liquid Metal Slime on, on his behalf, he is huge into basically the, the Dragon Quest Nine thing of dressing up your party and everything. I think he ran a uh, a Tumblr for a while to where he was just doing cosplay of Dragon Quest of the Star stuff. Yeah, he also he also has a, uh, a Google folder that has um, basically screenshots of ev almost every full set in the game or every one that he was able to get his hands on. Uh, and I guess in addition to that, so currently, um, Liquid Metal Slime is also leading the Dragon Quest of the Stars preservation effort. So we're trying to collect screenshots and information and all of, all of that kind of stuff, uh, for every item in the game so that, you know, we can host it on the den at some point to just sort of preserve, hey, this was a cool thing we had at one point. Um, so he's he's been really great about doing that. Uh, it was actually something that I sort of started uh, way back, I think it was October, that I first was like, I'm going to write down all the uh, numbers and names for all the equipment. Um, but I got really busy with school, and he kind of took up that mantle, and I'm very grateful to him for that. He's been doing a pretty great job with it. Um, so just a, a few final thoughts. Uh, um, so this game's cosplay features would be great for uh, a Dragon Quest IX remake, I was just thinking, um, based on the discussions we were just having. Um, I know we didn't get one at the uh, um, 35th anniversary announcement, sadly. There's a lot of things we didn't get there. <laughs> and, uh, Lots of uh, tears. But, <laughs> yes, yes. 
Um, another shameless plug, coming. if you'd like to go back and uh, watch episode, I think it was 39, uh, you can hear all of us crying uh, into our um, mugs of tears. Um, so, yeah, the, I, I really think, I know that this uh, this game was inspired, the cosplay in this game was inspired by Dragon Quest Nine in a lot of ways. Like, even the character sprites are... Um, very similar. Uh, look very, very, very yeah. similar, uh, kind of upgraded graphically uh, versions of the Dragon Quest Nine. I, I think that it would be great to see some of more of those features um, uh, put into a into a remake for Dragon Quest Nine. Uh, yeah, more equipment, even, more... and they even did that uh, for Dragon Quest Eleven to a certain extent, where yep. for not for the original, but for the uh, definitive edition, that feature where you could equip something but show something else for your character, which is really nice. That costume slot is, that... is a godsend. Especially with Platy, Platy, I'm sure appreciated that so he could hide the the main protagonist hair. Which yes, <laughs> he's mentioned that a couple of times, <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. he'll mention it a couple more times. The least. only thing, the only thing I was sad about was that only works in the 3D version. In 2D, you you don't get that costume slot. That is true. Um, the the other thing I wanted to mention is like, Burian, what why do you think that Dragon Quest X is not going to be sunsetting soon? Uh, it's on its 10th year. They're about to announce a new version. Um, RPG or RPGs, MMOs in Japan generally don't shut down in like two years like they do here in the West. So I have perfect example, look at Final Fantasy XI. Final Fantasy XI yeah. has been going since the PlayStation 2 era, and it is still going. And people are still paying to play this game. Hmm. And it's a, square, it's a Square Enix MMO. Do we know anything about the uh, the numbers that Dragon Quest X does? And it, does it continue to do that kind of revenue generating? Considering that Dragon Quest is bigger in Japan than Final Fantasy, I would imagine that it does. But this is all hearsay. Hmm. Okay. I, w- I would honestly say that it probably isn't going to be ending anytime soon. Um, hmm. But that's just, you know, that's just my perspective on it. It's... It's one of the most popular video game series in Japan, and it has its MMO, and it's been going for 10 years. Wow. I, I imagine that if they wanted it shut down, it, it would have been done at this point. Yeah. But they well, literally just announced a new version, and they're like, hey, we're at our 10 years. Here's a new version. So that it, leads me to believe that it's it's got some life left in yeah. it. And, and the fact that they're doing that offline version of it, because that's yeah. unprecedented. I've never yeah. heard of an MMO being like, hey, you know what? If you don't like the online story... Here's the offline story in a separate game. Like that's that's a uh, very different in a, com- in a completely different style. Yeah, it's not well, like they just took the model. It's you know models and everything and re reanimated them or something. They completely have remade version one for offline. Right, play. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, uh, Platy had heard a, an interesting take on that um, from some of the folks I think at RP Gamer um, who were talking about just. The reason they would they were uh, thinking that this is done in the chibi style was to appeal to kids in a way that the MMO wouldn't have been able to. You know what? I can that's I can understand that perspective. That that makes a lot of sense. Did we actually see any text in the game? Because if it wasn't if 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 the all of the character text wasn't in kanji, I could believe that. Oh yeah, that'd be a big clue for that. For oh, sure. interesting. Because mo- if if I'm if I'm remembering right, a lot of the Dragon Quest games in Japanese, well, you know, like the original releases, I've, I've played some remakes to where there is kanji, but for the most part, they're in hiragana and stuff like that, so it's easier for kids to read it. Cool. That makes it easier for me to uh, to play a Japanese <laughs> version, because <laughs> that's the only thing I have some basic level of skill with. <laughs> um, so oh, we have an additional... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, one more final thought for me is that I, I probably could have in, in, included this probably in one of the earlier questions, but 
Like, I really enjoyed the character creation process of Dragon Quest of the Stars a lot, and I know a lot of other people did, Liquid Metal Slime specifically, but I enjoyed it so much. I, you know, spent time designing my character, went through lots of different iterations of costumes before I kind of finally settled on something, since you could do the whole uh, kind of make your armor look like something else. And uh, I had I had my significant other create the other two characters for me. So she sat down and she went through and she made them for me as well. So there's a little bit of kind of uh, sentimental value there. And I liked it enough that I actually commissioned uh, Meal, who does pretty fantastic art to do uh, to do something for my main character and i'm very happy with it that's awesome. been the trend recently i had meal uh i commissioned meal to do art of my character as well and so did liquid metal slime it's a lot of fun all of us all of us ha- are sporting them as our discord avatars right now um it's it's amazing she's amazing and uh she's not here to be embarrassed about my gushing over how great she is so i'm just gonna gush over how great she is she is oh and, yeah 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 her yeah, art she's... is is so good and the anniversary drawing that she did for the discord that was great as well uh, yeah. okay so uh background on that in the middle of the day she was just like i don't know i think i'm gonna do a doodle for the anniversary and then eight hours later she comes back with that collage yeah <laughs> and we're just like oh this is not a doodle <laughs> That's amazing. Well, she, well, if if you if you do want to see it, she has posted it in her art thread on the forums. So go there and check it out. Yeah, I was also going to say we can maybe get links or uh, we can get um, uh, pictures of that going in the YouTube version um, oh, if, yeah. if that's okay with uh, with Meal and and uh, with yeah. you guys. We'll double check with her. Yeah. Cool. And I would have um, to say I would have to say my final final thoughts for this game is uh, I, I I'm going to piggyback on what uh, Burian was talking about with the character creation like one of the like I mentioned before like my main character was me my other character I named after my cat but my third character was was named after my wife and I modeled that character after her and so like to get all the different cosplay things for all the different characters throughout my time playing with the game I would send her pictures of it while she was like I, while I was in uh, America and she was in South Korea and be like hey honey here's Here's you in this outfit, and here's you in the you know Urgic gear, and here's you looking like this, and she loved it, and it was a fun little thing we did back and forth where I got to show her like the different costumes that I got to to put her in uh, throughout the life of the game cool um so we have an additional testimonial from uh, uh denizen martico um the hype we had we had could be depicted in this old message from liquid metal slime uh we were celebrating a delay due to apologems and surprise closure uh it was very unethical move and i hope they don't make it again with dq tact or the upcoming die game um but well in the end at least for me i dropped uh, I dropped here, invited by Liquid Metal Slime, and we've made a nice group uh, in, ter- in, in terms of the Discord. Uh, and I got to know many people due to that, and the Japanese version is better. So in the end, I don't really mind the closure. Uh, we were playing together again, so it paid off. Um, so that's nice. So Yeah, the and actual I'm... announcement was kind of a slap in the face. Because yep. uh, it, was, it was right after the anniversary. A lot of us had just put in a lot of money on the the banners that were going for that um as the anniversary was ended ending they were like okay we're gonna go into a maintenance the maintenance got extended a little bit which usually means hey you're gonna get a little bonus just to say sorry so that's what the apologems uh refer to 
and then it finally comes out of maintenance and it's announcement for the end of service and everybody was just devastated this was literal days after they showed a roadmap for like the coming year of hey in this month we're going to do this followed by this followed by this and then maintenance and closure it was really something else i've i've never seen anything like that with uh, a gotcha game here wow so, all right, well, let's have a moment of silence, which will then be edited out when we edit out the silences. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, does anybody else have any final, any final thoughts they want to talk about final, before we... Final, final, final thoughts, huh? Final, final thoughts, yeah, it's like a... It's Blue, like... you didn't have a final thought. Do you have a final, final thought? Uh, my final, final thought... Fla, fla, fla. <laughs> my final, final thought is that uh, I'm very happy that this game existed and that I was able to get as much of it as much from it as I did. Um, I am definitely going to stay around the den, even though the the game that got me to actually make my account is no longer alive. Uh, yeah, so we're yeah. glad to have you Thank- around. <laughs> Thank you, Dragon Quest of the Stars. I am very sad that you are going to be gone. It, 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 it seriously brought a lot of us together. Like, honestly, like none of this would have happened if not for Dragon Quest of the Stars. Exactly. It was a fun ride, and, you know, we made a lot of fun friends during our time. So that was, it was good in the end. Yeah, and I, I hope uh, for the backup project, I hope people get as many screenshots as possible. I'm going to go in and now and take a shot of my Falcon Blade that I worked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> to get and then I'll didn't make use sure it all. Tell, I'll make sure to tell Liquid Metal Slime this is the one we have to use. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've got about what ten days left to play it. Yep, ten. Let's exactly. get some. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll join in for some multiplayer with yeah, you guys. Should, no, I totally will be the that. I will oh, be man. the extremely weak guy with the Falcon Blade. <laughs> <laughs> And it'll be great, and we'll laugh, and... I'm sure you guys will be, like, doing the majority of the work while I sit back and eat Cheetos. Just defend every turn. We'll be okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's it for this episode of Slime Time. We do want to thank everyone for joining. And we don't use Patreon. We're just longtime fans that want to speak about the game series we know and love so much. If you have any money you would like to donate, head over to the Dragon's Den at www.ludus.com den and click on support this site. Ludus has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den DQ fan site for over 20 years and would appreciate any donation. Or you can use his Amazon affiliate link to make any purchases, and a small fraction of the sale will go to support the den. For any questions, comments, or to advertise with us, you can reach out to us at slimetimepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any comments or questions for us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at DQ Slime Time. Consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, one of the few remaining DQ forums around. And I just lost my notes. Okay, hold on a second. Technical schmifficulties. <laughs> wow, really? I cannot get this back for some reason. Oh, I gotcha. Find it yeah, from the I appreciate Dragon's that. Den. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I gotcha. We gotcha. Find All it right. from the Dragon's Den main page at www.woodis.com slash forums. I know... I'm always crazily posting there about what I'm playing and talking fan translations and stuff, or am I? Or, or come hang out with us and tons of other rabid Dragon Quest fans at the Dragon's Den Discord server. We'd like to thank everyone that made this possible, like Brian, a.k.a. Woodis, for his support of the series and this podcast and keeping the Dragon's Den lights on for literal decades. 
Thanks to Amanda Laprie and the Descendants of Verdrick for allowing us to use their um, music for our uh, our podcast. Uh, Descendants of Verdrick is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Check them out and their most recent album, Advent, uh, at www.descendantsofverdrick.com or on Twitter at D of Erdrick or go see uh, or check out uh, Amanda Laprie streaming live on Twitch. Thanks to Dwayne for the awesome artwork cover for this podcast. You can check out more of his artwork at Dwayne art on instagram or his website at duanebullockart.bigcartel.com and if you are looking for more dragon quest slime time check out our earlier episodes on dragon's den anchor.fm itunes spotify youtube and more bye everyone dragon quest slime time sliming off (laughs)